welcome to all you travelers of the digital soundscape. My name is Brian Keese. Welcome to Draft Punks. This is a podcast where we pick a new topic each week and invite a special guest on to discuss, debate, and draft. Thanks for joining us tonight. We're excited to have you here. And with me is, of course, Rob Hudak. Oh, hey, hi, hello there. Travis McGahey. Hi. And our very special guest this episode is Dory Ford. Welcome, Dory. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Excited to talk about Hades. Yes, yeah. we're all very excited to talk about I Hades. I mean, Greek gods. Yeah. That's right. Greek characters from Greek mythology through the lens on, of Hades. To pass on my, my wide understanding and real understanding of Greek mythology and definitely not just gush about Hades. Listen, the episode is about Hades, folks. If you're not familiar with the game... <laughs> This is going to be a tough listen. I'm not going to lie. Greek mythology uh, is an excuse. Yes, we will. We will. I took some notes. I got oh, notes. Yeah. About there, there's Greek definitely there. There's before we get into it. There. There is a lot to to gush about the narrative of this game, and that is all built upon like the mythology surrounding Greek gods. Yeah, most and, of the commentary I've seen is that they really did their homework and yeah. the changes they made like all actually kind of made sense, especially mm. because it's myth. So there's like different forms, interpretations, like, and... which we'll get into with a couple characters for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so so Dory is joining us uh, and she's a fellow member of the MinMax community that we all hail from and, and obviously an avid Hades fan. Uh, she was just telling us before the show that she doesn't get to talk about Hades too much on her own show, PS Premiere, because it's mainly focused on PlayStation. Correct, Dory? Yeah, that is that is correct. I have only been able to talk about it in quick bursts, basically saying this is an amazing game. You have to believe me. It's not on PlayStation, so I can't talk about it for long lengths of time. But like, just go play it. And then I just disappear in a puff of smoke. She's basically playing tight deadline on every time she's trying to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. I put I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I put heat nine all tight TD3. deadline. I don't know what I'm doing. TD three actually with five minutes, you know. Oh my gosh. Right. These acronyms. People are already gonna be lost if they're not yeah. playing this game. It's okay. We have the format for the acronyms in the satanic yeah. panic channel. It's pinned. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Story before we get too much further off the rails, how did you, since you are, you know, a, a PlayStation gamer in my mind, because of your show, uh, how did you sort of hear about Hades and come across that? Like, what drew you into this game in particular? So it's funny because I had never played a Super Giant game up until a couple months ago. Um, I first played Bastion um, upon, um, I actually won it in a min-max contest where I wasn't even, it was a Kingdom Hearts answer, actually, of course. <laughs> and I won Bastion because I had heard Bastion was a cool action RPG. Um, and so I played Bastion. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't, there were some aspects I found outdated or didn't quite like. Um, so then I heard that Supergiant was coming out with Hades, and I found that out through the Min Max show. And I was like, okay, this sounds cool, but I don't really like roguelites. Um, I don't like starting over, is my least favorite thing in all of video games. Yeah, it drives me up the wall. Um, should we break even... here to explain what a roguelite is? Oh, yes, we should. Yeah. Go ahead, Travis. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so roguelikes and roguelites are games that are described as such because of a game from the late 80s called mm-hmm. Rogue, uh, in which 
uh, every time you die, you go back to the beginning of the game, you, you lose your progress, uh, you don't retain anything that you collected on the run. Yeah, it was like um, an isometric uh, RPG dungeon crawler where you just yeah. so, died, start over the loop. So uh, the different, the main difference between roguelikes and roguelites is in roguelites there is a sense of progress of um, like kind of meta progression. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're able to empower your character using things you collect on a run as opposed to starting exactly from square one every time. And the other uh, thing, there's about... usually some element of procedural generation, which means yep. uh, the areas that you go through are different every time. Yeah. So the other thing about uh, roguelikes and roguelites is that they are notoriously difficult games, and I do not play. Generally speaking, do not play notoriously difficult games like Dark Souls. Um, I can get very frustrated and very mad at video games. I do not like to do that, um, especially because I often play with my partner, um, and I just don't like being like that around her. Or anyone really. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I like my PS4 in one in one piece or whatever I'm playing, Switch or PC, <laughs> I like to not play Dark Soul, Dark Souls, or any game that's on purpose difficult. The only game I I have um, you know an exception for is Kingdom Hearts on Critical, but that's only because I really love the series. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, I I so I was really nervous about like trying Hades, but everyone as soon as it came out everyone was like this is amazing it's less than 20 bucks you can play it on switch or pc um you know i think uh you know just there is so much praise there is so much hype and people you know what really sold me was that so many people who i knew and respected said i don't usually like roguelikes or roguelites but this game is really getting me and i'm like okay i gotta at least try this like i had some nintendo points I got I I spent 17 bucks on this game and <laughs> I ended up spending over 40 hours on a $17 game um which is Hell just yeah. amazing money yeah, for your for your uh, value. Let's let's go here uh since Dory just just gave away she's over 40 hours. I'm at 46.4 but don't, I know Rob Don't you make me do this. Let's Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm at uh, Switch says played for 150 hours or more. Yeah. Uh, this game is about to have been out for four weeks. Yeah, that's that's like uh, Animal Crossing during quarantine numbers for me. So oh, that's, totally. that's dedication. Uh, Rob, where are you at? Because you actually you played the game when it was an early access on Steam, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Sh- uh, should I go into my as like an, as an aside before we like get into it? Sh- um should I go into my like full super giant history as well? Yeah, okay. sure. Well, to answer your question for my time on this, yeah, I started it. I I picked up the game the day it launched on the uh, Epic Game Store. What was like December seventh, twenty eighteen? It was yeah. Uh, it was announced at the Game Awards. It was announced at the Game Awards. It was the first game to be available for the uh, Epic Games launcher, uh, and. The only reason why I downloaded it was the that launcher was so I could play Hades, because um, I've been a fan of Super Giants games even before Bastion. Uh, to to clarify that a little bit, I've been a huge fan of Gamespot uh, since I was a kid, and part of that came down to Greg Kasavin, who was editor in chief at the time. Uh, people like Jeff Gersman, Brad Shoemaker, etc. 
when Greg Kasavin left, he went to work for EA for a period of time to go work on like uh, I think it was Command and Conquerors, real time strategy games, but then went to found his own studio with uh, I think it was like seven people total at the start, maybe eight. Very mm. small studio. And instantly I was pumped uh, when I heard that he was making games because I thought he was a fantastic writer. And then out came Bastion for uh, Summer of uh, summer of Games Arcade, or wasn't it? Or so, uh, Summer of Arcade, that's what it was. Um, and instantly loved it. Um, and just was enamored with everything they did there on out. Like, loved Transistor, loved Pyre. Uh, that game deserves more love and been have been playing Hades for just under two years now. Um, and yeah, the second it released in 1.0, I instantly hopped back in and was shouting from the rooftops. Y'all need to play this game. <laughs> and it, it caught on, which made me so happy to see like that. It was like validating in a way to see like, because the core loop of this game was uh was there at the start right and just got expanded improved upon it it's been really cool like i'm not a huge person for early access uh, I, I like to experiment and see see what it's like from its start to completion but mm-hmm. this this game like delivered from the get-go and it just only got more incredible as the uh the months passed um and it's by far super giant's best game to date and uh, I'm really happy more people have uh, have caught on to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat as Dory in that this is my first roguelike or roguelike game. Um, and I agree. I think it's like the perfect gateway game because typically this type of game is not known for its super deep stories. Um, but what's going on here is just, you know, I mentioned a, a few minutes ago, I'm 40, 45 hours in. And I'm still regularly getting uh, new dialogue and new story content, uh, which is not something you usually see in these games because of the the nature of, you know, the procedurally generated. They usually have to keep things pretty general and generic to keep it going. So uh, what they've pulled off here is pretty remarkable. Yeah, as a note, uh, uh, real quick, so- Greg Kasavin, I think, wrote 300,000 lines of unique dialogue <laughs> wow. before this game hit 1.0. Holy cow. Uh, that's a testament to how much breadth this game has. Yeah. Uh, so, the core gameplay loop of this game, <laughs> I yes. suppose we're 10 something minutes in here, which probably uh, is you play as a character named Zagreus, and uh, you are the son of Hades, uh, and Nyx. We'll get into spoilers at the end of the episode. Um, and you're, you decide you have to escape the underworld. You don't know why uh, for uh, several runs. And uh, every time that you get killed on your attempts to escape, uh, you come back to life from a pool of blood called the Pool of Sticks. Or you come uh, back to death. Yeah however you want to think about it. <laughs> you come back to Cathonacy. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> guess is what you would say. Um, you get, you, you rise out of this pool and you're back at home. Like all, all your homies are there. 
Uh, your dad's there. Your dog. Very loving there. and supportive dad. Uh, not that at all. Like that's a lot <laughs> of what the story is about. Uh, but your dog's there, uh, and you have a bedroom. And outside your bedroom is a room filled with weapons that you choose from, and then you escape out the window and do it all again. Or a mysterious uh, skeleton that's a training dummy that you yes. don't know why he's there. He has a remarkable yeah. Brooklyn accent for some reason. <laughs> he does. Yes, he does. Uh, yeah. And you, in, you do it your, again and again and again. In your bedroom, you have a mirror that allows you to permanently upgrade yourself. So that's, uh, and you're also able to upgrade the weapons. So that's where the rogue light elements come in, uh, is right. that you're able to make yourself stronger um, before runs. Think right. that about covers the basics. Yeah, I think that's enough to get us started. So, so we've yes. already kind of said it, but we're going to uh, be picking characters, our favorite characters from this game. Uh, we went over the rules a little bit beforehand, off air, but we said that it has to be a character that appears in the game. It can't be somebody that is mentioned. So. Um, even if you're not familiar with the game, I'm sure you're going to hear a lot of names that you are at least, uh, tangentially familiar with, uh, as we go through this. So, uh, that being said, we have to determine the draft order in order to do so. Uh, I don't remember who won last week, Rob, could you remind me? Well, so it's looking like I'm on streak two. Yeah, uh, we're yeah, on yeah. clear 11. <laughs> <laughs> This is your fourth win, Rob, which puts you officially in the in the lead for the all time. I don't know how that happened. Wins, to be yeah. honest, um, I think I think Biggie got robbed. I loved his sandwich; it was fantastic. But the people have spoken. I agree. People want more Rob, so uh, Rob is going to be picking first. I've already randomized the rest of the draft order. We've got Travis picking number two. Dory will be picking third, and then I am bringing up the rear. Uh, with the fourth choice in round one. So, with that being said, the moment Rob and Travis have been waiting for for weeks is here. <laughs> with the number one pick in the Hades uh, Greek mythology draft. Rob, who are you taking? We're taking the number one good boy, Cerberus. Knew it. Knew yeah. it. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh, there it is. <laughs> Yeah. He deserves every scritch he gets, every bottle of nectar he gets, and he needs more trophies and achievement percentage clears for petting him 10 times, damn it. Seriously, people, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, one of, the, one, of the, one of the achievements you can get in this game is for petting the dog 10 times. Uh, and last I checked, I think it was at about 17% of people who have played the game have won that achievement. <laughs> It's fewer than the amount of percent, like the percentage for clearing the first time. Yeah, yeah. Which is a travesty. <laughs> you got to pet him every time you go through. So You can so, pet him multiple times. Yeah, yeah. So uh, give us a little bit of background here on Cerberus's role in the game and, and why you picked him, Rob. So in uh, traditional Greek mythology, Cerberus is the... A uh, multi-headed hound of hell that prevents the dead from escaping the underworld. Um, in this game, he's the family dog, and he sits beside um, your father's um, very bureaucratic desk, uh, <laughs> while you... also preventing the dead from escaping. The yeah, he, he's still <laughs> doing a good job doing his uh, doing his job. But uh, when it comes to you, he's just hanging out, chilling with you, um, just. 
every time you see him is a delight. He makes lovely sounds like um, it's it's so great to see like there's that that Twitter account that's can you pet the dog for mm-hmm. video games and it's just <laughs> like it's such a popular for a reason uh, profile just because like people love to interact with their uh, with dogs and games because I mean dogs are awesome. Yeah. But, but did like, you see what they're doing in Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, <laughs> giving you a charm that lets uh, you pet dogs and put them on your side so you don't have to kill them. It's so good. Oh, no. uh, we, we love our good boys and girls. We love we our, our dogs. I love I love the Cerberus in this game too. Like they describe him in the most ferocious terms while saying like adorable things that he's doing. Yeah. Uh, and one of his heads always has its tongue hanging like eight inches out of its mouth, like the dog from uh, uh-huh. Coco. <laughs> uh, and it's just, yeah, he's, he's adorable. And uh, we are, we are going to be hitting spoilers in this podcast folks. So if there's any story content you're worried about, uh, you're not going to want to uh, listen to this until you've played the game probably. But when uh, well, you... I mean, we'll probably leave like end game, like yeah, you know, yeah. This eight, is nine this and is, ten stuff yeah, till this the is end. Pretty early but... game stuff. Um, yeah. When you reach the final space before yeah. uh, the final boss, Cerberus is the one standing there in your way. And I remember the first time getting there, being like, "No!" And and Zagreus has the same reaction. The main character of the game, he's like, "Please, I don't, I don't want to do this." <laughs> I was extremely and upset. I was yeah, also very upset. I'm like, if this game forces me to fight Cerberus, I'm out of here. It's an incredible moment that bait and switch. Yeah, yeah. and so explain when, what they uh, do, Rob. Instead, so so when you get there into the Temple of Sticks, the gate before you, you walk before it, and then there is your dog just sitting super obedient and chill just like i can't can't let you pass essentially <laughs> and so Z- zagreus has that conflict was like well i wonder if i can find something for him and so you go and find a satyr sack full of treats essentially and you give them to cerberus to to bribe him and tradi- uh, typically throughout the game every time you clear a boss it'll give you a placard at the top saying like boss defeated essentially yeah, but in this instance, there's a running gag of like Cerberus defeated or Cerberus slain, but in parentheses underneath it says "not really" or "he's fine." Yeah, uh, it's it it makes me smile and laugh every time it happens, just because it's so wholesome and like they get it. Yeah, there's one that says something along the lines of "you know Cerberus vanquished," and then in parentheses, "you did this." <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. those are my favorite. I and honestly, uh-huh. I. I had clear even once I had cleared the game around ten times. I was still seeing placards that I had not seen mm-hmm. ever before, and I was just astonished. Like there was, I at that point I had gotten past Cerberus like maybe around twenty times or more, and there were still a couple times here and there. There's there, I saw repetitions, of course, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Yeah. And that's like that to me just underlines the charm this game has in that moment of like willing to have a sense of humor about itself. Right, right. As well as like defy your expectations and on top of that have a breadth of variety every time you get to things that you would anticipate being stale after a certain point. Yeah. And, and in addition, Cerberus is also just, you know, one of the most popular non-god mm-hmm. figures in Greek mythology. Like any any adaptation you usually see of Greek legend involves Cerberus somewhere in there. Um, like Harry Potter. 
Yeah, yeah. You have Fluffy guarding <laughs> I, the the door. I was thinking about Fluffy, but I'm also trying to avoid all Harry Potter talk. At oh this sure, point in my oh life. sure, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's and and I looked him up, and one of the things that was interesting that I didn't know is that in traditional Greek mythology, he's actually also portrayed quite often with a snake tail, as well as like snakes coming out of his body in various places, mm-hmm. um, which sounds much more terrifying than the version of Cerberus we get in Hades. Basically uh, a tri- uh, three-headed Clifford. Yeah, yeah. And he was eventually, uh, do you know who eventually defeated Cerberus in the Greek mythology? Uh, was it... Um, Hercules, Jason? yes, Heracles. Yeah, yeah, Heracles, Hercules, our boy, sir, not appearing in this draft because he does not appear in the game, although he is mentioned quite a few times. So with disdain, yes, with great disdain by it, all. It is excellent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like kinda, Kevin Sorbo and did murder his whole family. So you know, oopsie doopsie. Yes, when they told me I couldn't draft Hercules tonight, I was disappointed. Uh, <laughs> I got that. <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> Thank you. Oh man! All right. Yeah. Uh, number one good boy. He is number one good boy, and Travis is number two good boy with the number two pick. So Travis uh, Cerberus is off the board. Who are you? Oh, we taking know who next? it is. Do you? I still gotta ask. I, I think I do. I'll let you uh, say it. So my number one most taken boon. <laughs> yeah. That's who it comes is. from the goddess of the hunt, the Art. wilderness, wild God animals, the God moon, damn it. and chastity. I'm going with Artemis. Yeah, that was exactly so, who I thought it would be. As far as Greek mythology goes, the the one thing I wanted to to read about was uh, uh, when sitting on the knee of her father Zeus, she asked for uh, ten wishes. These are some pretty great wishes here. Oh, boy. To always remain a virgin, number one. He, she didn't want to get anything from Zeus. <laughs> I mean, it was like, that's a smart call when Zeus is involved. Yeah, that's, the, that's the main thing there, I feel like. Uh, to have many names to set her apart from her brother Phoebus, also known as Apollo. Mm-hmm. To have a bow and arrow made by the Cyclops. Uh, I don't know why not, like, you know, Hephaestus or. Uh, well, you know, the Cyclops uh, he only has he only has one eye, so he has great aim. Mm, that's how depth perception works. Absolutely. Uh, to be the <laughs> light bringer, known for their great vision. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to be the light bringer, so uh, you know, the Luciferian aspirations. To have a knee-length tunic so she could hunt. To have 60 daughters of Okeanos, all nine years of age, to be her choir. Gotta have a choir. 60 people. <laughs> uh, to have 20 amnicides nymphs as handmaidens to watch her dogs and bow while she rested. Now that one I can totally get behind. Sure. Uh, yeah. To, to rule all the insurance policy. <laughs> number eight. Uh, to rule any city. Uh, number nine. And to have the ability to help women in the pains of childbirth. So, like, very, very interesting uh, with, with the wishes here. Now, mm. let me tell you about my love for critical 
uh, hits. <laughs> it's strong. It's very strong. Just uh, like a critical hit, it. it's strong. It nailed it. It's, uh, my love for it is three times as strong as my love for any other hit. Uh, I played a demon hunter in Diablo 3, mm. uh, and uh, I went for any whatever was the strongest crit stuff at the time. Yep. Um, crit fishers so for sure. That immediately drew me to Artemis. Uh, the first, the second uh, weapon aspect I really fell in love with was uh, the Hestia on the gun, uh, which empowers your first shot. Uh, so with crits, like the higher your base damage is, the the higher uh your criticals will be right so uh, anything that has a really strong base damage is going to be extremely strong with that uh and i just ran away with with that build and i'll plug her into anything uh her legendary boon gives you two extra bloodstones so for cast builds oof you you really want to work Artemis in there somewhere. My favorite thing about Artemis is her cast ignores physical shields, which means Theseus, you're out of here. You're gone. I can stand in front of you and shoot you, and I don't have to hear that stupid block sound. I hate. I hate. I hate the, Theseus is going to be the Hercules of this podcast, folks. Nobody. Uh, yeah. no, no Theseus which, fans here. Which no, is exactly what Super Theseus. Giant wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of this dude. <laughs> it's one of my favorite uh, '80s memes. Yeah, and I'll say like he. Yeah, people hate him, but it's it's not because he's like an annoying character to fight so much as it is like he's written to be so hateable. Like he's just a he's dick. A classic heel. Like, he's a classic honestly, heel. I would yeah. rather talk to Hades himself than have to deal with Theseus. <laughs> Every time I come out of that encounter, I felt so gr- gratified that I had beaten his ass. Like I felt better about that than beating up uh well, uh, beating up redacted, I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, we're. I mean, he's we'll he's essentially it. in like the wrestling parlance. He's a heel. Yeah, yes. absolutely. He is like no. the prototypical heel. Yeah, yeah very so, much. He's a very cocky, sure of himself heel. Yeah, he's got very like million dollar man <laughs> vibe. Uh, yeah. But Artemis's character design also mm-hmm. is is so good she like she looks like she's just having a great time dipping down here to say hi to her nephew nephew or something she's she's zeus's so like cousin i think yeah i think it's cousin cousin. if we if we get deep into the greek family tree guys it's gonna be a long night so (laughs) (laughs) we can just move on they're related everyone's related Uh, (laughs) <laughs> also green green is my favorite color so yeah i uh i thought and, about pretty early on putting uh artemis up there on my list but i figured like if i didn't take her first round you would have taken her yeah yeah she's she's very useful in the game and she's also one of the characters that uh people latch on to because she's one of the few gods or goddesses in the game that isn't completely full of themselves 
so. and hates all of her relatives. Yeah, so, yeah. so she feels like one of the more relatable characters as well. She's like the weird um, emo kid at at, th- at God Thanksgiving, where she's just kind of sitting by herself reading her books, and she's like, "I just want to be left alone. Like, can you guys just be cool?" Yeah. That's right. Like I look, I killed the turkey. Let me just go be by myself. That's right. Exactly. That's the deal she actually makes canonically. Like she kills the turkey and then she gets to be left alone. And he goes like, you guys clean it. That's right. Yeah. She hates smoking cigarettes, but she does it because it gets her away from from all the areas. Uh, all right, that's a good pick, Travis. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Dory, you have the third choice. So, Cerberus and Artemis are off the board. Yes, uh, I, my number two spot was just Artemis. So, I am too because yeah. my number two spot was just stolen from me. But that's okay. I will recover because I have my number one pick. Now, I know that no one on this podcast currently knows who I would ever pick for my number one pick. It's Dusa. It's goddamn Dusa. It's amazing. <laughs> God, I'm not even keeping up this act. I love Dusa so much. Yeah. Um, obviously based off of Medusa, off of the popular uh, Gorgon figure within Greek mythology. Um, She's you know, a maid. Uh, she, so, uh, maid yeah. Dusa. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> Um, I never thought I would fall in love with a workaholic, but she's just amazing. She is just so committed to everything. Um, I have I have real feels for her because whenever she talks to Zagreus, she clearly has like eyes for him. Well, uh, many many eyes for him. Um, but um, you know, she's just so nervous all the time trying to talk to him, and she just doesn't feel like she's accepted by anyone. She feels like she has to work so hard just to get the approval of anyone. Um, she's just amazing. She's an awesome character. I love talking to her. I love being around her. Um, mm-hmm. she's great. Yeah, yeah. I never yeah. thought a game would give me uh feelings for a severed Gorgon head. <laughs> she has like the most relatable neuroses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you should act on those feelings. I bro. talked. I talked about it uh with with everyone earlier today, but I was getting observed by my principal uh, at my job today at the high school I work at and high key, very similar vibes to do so whenever Zagreus is like walking around her where she gets just extremely nervous for no real good reason. Uh, That's that's exactly how I felt. So I was very much relating to that sense uh, this afternoon. But luckily for for both her and I, we've been told we're doing a great job. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. she was uh, one of the first characters that I encountered in when the game came out in early access uh, and just immediately loved her. Yeah. Yeah. I she's swell. the only character I've I've actually, I've stopped playing since I um got my 10 clears, but she is the only character I gave an ambrosia to. I would have given one to um Artemis if I had run across it, but um had not been able to do that. Um Wait, so you got her legendary keepsake and never yes. made a run to use it? I did not. Uh, I've. I just like I said. Once I hit those credits, once I hit those ten runs, honestly, a lot of my drive to play was gone. I was really satisfied with where I was with the gameplay, and I just didn't feel like I was going to get a ton more out of it. Um, but um, I'm always happy to, you know, I'll probably come back to it at some point. Uh, but I have no do it for Dusa. Do it for <laughs> Yeah, the got to use her keepsake. It's yeah. a summon. Yeah, and there's there's a, a running storyline early in the game where it's clear that she has very deep feelings for the prince, for Zagreus. Yep. Uh, 
And the way if you haven't seen it, Dory, and you're not going to play anymore, I would say at least like go look up how that relationship concludes, because it's very touching and and very reasonable and well thought out. And I just yeah, the the end of the Dusa Zagreus relationship, the way that it concludes is is really uh, heart touching and, and, and wonderful. So nice. Yeah. Um, any other All thoughts right. on Dusa here or are we ready to move on? I uh, I like quick. it when she talks about or when Zagreus asks her about the the big gorgon head that you that fight. That was what in, I was uh, just about to <laughs> in Aspidel. That's one of my favorite uh, interactions with uh. her. <laughs> I think my favorite little thing between Zag and Dusa is that Zag's always reassuring her that like he cares yeah. about her, that he cares about what she's saying. Um, you know, um, I was reading an article and it was it would have been so easy for Supergiant to make Zag another kind of edgy teenager who's just like, you can't tell me what to do, dad, and just be like a total <laughs> dick to like, like every single character. Don't tell me but about your problems. Right. Yeah. But he's yeah. not like that at all with people with characters who treat him with respect, with people who uh, with gods who are you know helpful to him. He acts with total respect, even deference. Um, and, and is very, very, uh, kind, good, uh, character, good person, whatever. Yeah. Um, There's a version of this game where Zagreus is basically cloud from final fantasy seven and it's not nearly as good as what we got. So yeah, for sure. I agree. And that, that would have been the easy way out and I'm glad they didn't take it. Yeah. Uh, he's, here's a question, Rob, who has far more hours into this game than I do or Travis. Do they ever explain why, uh, this version of Dusa does not turn people to stone when she looks at them. Uh, I, I don't think there's talked, a specific. No, she, she, t- he, uh, he asks her about it at some point. Yeah. Um, I'm trying, I, it's around I the same like time. I think in those conversations, what she mm. feel like, what it feels like to do that. Um, more so than, uh, like like how she did it and she like just look at someone really hard basically yeah, maybe it's got to be like a more intentional thing in this uh version of the story i also love the uh the eavesdropping that you can do uh specifically with dusa and negra yeah yeah and just going into the lounge and like listening to dusa be like the supportive uh like sister figure rallying cry like don't put up with that bs like you're a strong independent woman like you don't need to deal with any of that and it's just like yeah you tell her do so yeah I, I heard a few i eavesdropped on a few of dusa and meg's uh, conversations and they were very heartwarming mm-hmm. and I, you know i don't like meg as much as other people i, I think her voice actor deserves a bafta but um <laughs> i i don't i don't like like her as much as other i get she's doing her job and stuff but I did her, those conversations with dudes that definitely made me appreciate Meg a bit more. Well, this is this is a great segue because I do like Meg quite a bit more. And so with the final pick of the first round, that's yeah, that's who I'm happen. taking. Yeah. Oh, damn. OK. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll be honest, like prior to this, my uh, entire headcanon around Meg involved her being the love interest for Hercules in the animated Disney yeah. film. So, <laughs> so learning that she actually does have all this history as, you know, one of the Furies. Uh, and and one of the reasons I love this character so much is because, yeah, she's like this vengeful, you know, I don't, are the Furies considered a demigod or they're I think they're like a chthonic God. They're yes. gods. Um, yeah. 
but but they, they frame this like like Dory was just saying is she's like doing her day job. <laughs> like, yeah, she gets up every morning in hell and she goes to work and her job is is killing anything that's trying to escape from hell. <laughs> so um, just the way that they frame that as like her her like basically going to work, I just think is such a such an inspired uh, choice for this game. And it's, it speaks to how clever and how great the writing is. Um, but yeah, she's, she's got the incredible voice acting uh, as Dory said, um, even if you don't like the character, you gotta, you gotta give it up for the voice actress. And there's so many, I told Rob when I was still debating buying this game that I was concerned the voice acting mm-hmm. was too cheesy and that I, I would get annoyed by it very quickly. I was an idiot. I'm all in. <laughs> well, Meg voice acting. Well, so good. to be to be fair, like one, you don't have the bias that I do with like the predisposition to enjoying the super giant voice acting, but I have a lot of experience in knowing that like they always knock it out of the park every time. Yeah, and I'd also played a lot, and so I knew what the game was communicating it was like the tone was like a greek melodrama and so the voice acting complemented that and was self-aware in that sense but i can see coming from it like from a different angle of like it just seems like so forced and and all that but yeah like once you once you spend some time like oh yeah i see what they're doing and it's incredible it's one of those things where you know very similar to like a a D&D or a LARPing thing. Like if you're looking at it from the outside and you think you're too cool for it, like you're going to have a bad time. But if you give yourself a chance to just like lean into it and enjoy it, like you get sucked into it so quickly. So. Yeah, it's and that like I think Megara is such a great um, hallmark of the voice acting in this game and like yeah. consistently every time i hear hades brought up on any gaming podcast or anything meg's voice acting gets brought up constantly so yeah. shout out to was it avalon penrose the uh, voice actor who, who did this and and uh, like so... in the uh disney hercules film megara is eventually if you if you go far enough down the line with her can be a love interest for our main character zagreus so mm-hmm. i can't yeah. see i i got so like i i didn't get anywhere far with meg at all because i gave her i think i gave her a nectar early on because it's like okay i get it she's doing her job but then like more and more as i began to fight her uh, and obviously i'm not like debating your preferences or whatever but just for me anyway i um just didn't i didn't really care for her. i loved her voice acting but i i didn't really like her whole excuse and I, I, she's definitely one of the better Furies, though. It, it's better than being called a murderer every five seconds. Um, so just, just, just to get it out there, uh, Megara is the boss of the first area of the game. Yeah, uh, and most of the time you can fight her, and then you come back uh, and you can talk to her at home. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's just doing their job. <laughs> yep, it's it's kind of like it's not totally different from how you know NFL players will beat each other up on the field for three hours. And then as soon as the game's over, they're shaking hands and saying, Hey, good job. Nice work out there. Way to impale me with that spear. (laughs) Oh yeah. When you, when you close out the relationship, it starts to, uh, get a more of a sense of like foreplay, honestly. (laughs) Um, when, when she has those fights with just her, 
It's a whole she's got a bedroom voice for sure. Look, I, I, she's not only got a bedroom <laughs> voice, but she's got a bedroom. You know, I don't know if I can say this, but she's got a bedroom whip. I'm just gonna say it. She's okay? got a whip. Yeah, she's <laughs> got a whip, and I'm not. I'm not gonna go anywhere near. You know, further into that conversation, but I'm just saying. So I, I did have for the first time, uh, like ten runs ago, uh, came back and she had a heart above her head, uh, and this was the first time I had seen that. Hmm. And uh, she she said, let's go back to your bedroom and do some tutoring. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's rad. And then there was whip sounds and uh, moans. And uh, uh, I hope you learned your lesson. Okay. And that was that. <laughs> that's, that, that I'm, I'm just talking about what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I love uh, there's one. Uh, conversation in particular that happens early on when you meet with Meg in the lounge where she's talking about the wine and she's like this wine's too weak it could be almost mistaken for your blood (laughs) and Zach's like cool yeah nice bye (laughs) it's like top quality yeah fantastic and she has also one of the most hardcore uh, origin stories in terms of like the actual Greek mythos. Uh, I think in the game they use one of the alternative versions, which is that she's one of Nyx's children. Mm-hmm. Um, but the original Greek mythology story is that she was born uh, when Cronus castrated his father Uranus, uh, threw his genitalia down to earth, uh, and was born out of the the drops of blood from the severed genitalia. So, Jesus, uh, and she's yeah, she's like the fury that seeks out like vengeance against men specifically, which I mean, uh, it's very furious fitting. too. <laughs> yeah, as very, one does, very fitting for for her character in the game. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's my choice uh, to end round one, and then uh, we're gonna go back in the opposite direction to start round two. So I get to choose again. again. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> 40 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strap in, folks. <laughs> We're going to be here a while. Listen, we can make this one quick because this character has zero lines of dialogue in the game except for a loud, roaring hiss, and that is Lerny the Bone Hydra. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm shocked. I did I'm not see that over. I love him. I think. Lerny, hiss, hiss once if you want me to take you in round two. <laughs> the dialogue. The, hey, and that's just hey, it. Like Lerny. The, the one-liners from Zagreus to... So so this is the Hydra creature of Greek mythology, but it's entirely skeletal. Uh, sent down there by, again, our boy Hercules. Um, and, and Thanks, Herc. Yeah, and every time Zagreus comes through, he's got, you know, these different lines for him. Like, are you sure we have to do it this time? And, you know, hiss once if you if you understand me. And then it's hiss once if you want me to kill you quickly. And <laughs> and then eventually, and I, I had looked it up because I assumed, like, Lerny is too weird of a name to not have a reason. And so the Hydra actually was from, uh, like, the Lernian lands of ancient Greece. And that, so that's why he's that's calling it That's what it's it called. Lerny. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why he's calling it Lerny. The, uh, but that's what it says above the health bar until you say, I'm just going to call you Lerny. Right. Can I call you Lerny? Let's go with Lerny. Right. So, yeah, it <laughs> love, starts love off that. as the Bone Hydra. And then about, mm-hmm. you know, eight or nine runs in, he says, I'm just going to call you Lerny from now on. And and then it changes to Lerny from that point on, which is there's just so many clever touches around this encounter, even though, as Travis said, after your sixth or seventh run, he becomes kind of a pushover. I agree. Um 
But one of the other cool things about this boss is that they do like evolve the fight as you're going. I remember, you know, around like the 15th run or so, all of a sudden I walked in and the Hydra is a different color and has different abilities. And then all of a sudden the smaller heads that poke out of the lava and attack you, they all have different colors and they all have different abilities. And, and what was a simple fight where it would just kind of, you know, strike out at you like a chain jump, all of a sudden there's lasers and lava and spikes flying at you and it's spawning other enemies. And, and so they do a good job of keeping that fight from getting boring by having it kind of evolve as you go. Um, even if it is still one of the easier boss fights in the game, I just, I love the writing around it and I love the, the creativeness of, uh, having like the different heads have different abilities. So that's my love for learning. Uh, (laughs) extra fun on extreme measures too yes uh doesn't change the boss itself just the arena so if you've been worried about trying it out give it a shot yeah yeah so so what travis is talking about there is once you've cleared the game enough times uh you get to add these extra difficulty settings one of them adds an extra Uh, step to each boss fight so in the first fight instead of just meg you fight her and her sisters or some combination of them Uh, and then in the the bone hydra the learning fight uh, they change the arena to have a lot more lava in the middle so it's a little bit tougher for you to find a good place to stand but uh, really not too bad once you get used to it so Um, but yeah i just i just think he's a super fun character i love the way that he's animated and the way that he moves around um you know, I know I know Cerberus is best boy. I'm not disputing that, but Cerberus is gone and I needed myself an oversized Greek pet. So I'm taking the bone Hydra. Uh, That's fair. And we will with that, we will go back to Dory, who has the next pick in round two. Do you feel like you're stuck in your life? Well, you're, you probably feel lucky that you're not Sisyphus, who literally has to push up a boulder up and down a hill for the rest of his life. Until, I don't know, hell freezes over, quite literally. Um, yeah, or my, until my, Zagreus breaks his contract for him. Or until Zagreus <laughs> breaks his contract, which apparently is another choice I hadn't even thought of. Um, yeah, I love Sisyphus. So not so not only do I love Sisyphus as a character, he's a great, nice guy um, who's yeah. very helpful to you. Um, he's got um, another character who I'm sure someone will pick. Um, that's okay. Um, not really in my top ten, so I'm okay if it gets picked. Um, but... Um, you know, Sisyphus is such a nice guy. He's always helpful, always gives you items. Um, his his story is great. Um, I'm a, ph- a philosophy nerd, so I love The Myth of Sisyphus by Albert Camus, who is uh, a kind of an existentialist absurdist um, type who talks about how we must imagine Sisyphus happy um, because he puts up the boulder and goes down and goes back up, and we have to imagine him happy because of the absurdity of his situation. Uh, and to be an absurdist is to be... Uh, accepting the absurdities of your life. Um, I think a lot of us have felt like Mm -hmm. we are in a never ending cycle of pushing something up and then having it just to have it fall all the way back down and then going, okay, here we go. And then starting back up March of 2020. (laughs) Yes, especially. Um, And honestly, this Sisyphus's whole life in the underworld is a metaphor for this entire game. Zacharias himself Mm -hmm. goes through this routine of trying to get through hell, dying, coming back, doing it all over again and again and again with minor variances, um, which I think are really what helps. So I love Sisyphus. He's a great character. He's a nice guy. 
Um, his backstory is awesome. I love the philosophy associated with them. So yeah, he's my uh, number two pick. He, he gives uh, you all, so he's my homie. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he was gonna be my next pick. Uh, I love Sisyphus. He, like you said, um, embodies like that per the the absurdist optimism that like is something that i try to live by uh as a core philosophy is uh like no matter how hard things get like you just keep pushing that boulder um like it's gonna just keep falling on you anyway you know it's gonna fall on you it just depends on when but you're gonna have the opportunity to keep pushing it again so just keep pushing forward and yeah the way they've written him and the performance done for him is just it's fantastic he's such a swell character and it's always a delight when I see his room pop up. I'm just like, yeah, I get to chat with him. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. He's just such oh, a yeah. sweet he, person. He just doesn't he doesn't let anything get him down. Um, and I know that's a, a pretty stereotypical character trait, but it fits him very well, given the situation he's in. Um, you know, it's just a nice attitude to have about life, especially when, you know, um, it also helps that Zag's attempts at escaping lets Sisyphus off the hook for a bit. Because mm-hmm. he gets to take breaks and he gets to stop for a bit um, doesn't doesn't mean he's completely unattended by Meg or the other people who are gonna uh, talk him talk him up a storm uh, about doing his job. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know all the Greek mythology background. I believe Sisyphus fooled a god or something like that and was punished for it. I don't remember all the details. Mm. Uh, Hades himself. Oh, was it Hades himself? That's right. Yeah, he uh, or might have been Thanatos, but he was supposed to die and go down to the underworld, and he cheated death. And that's right. Uh, Hades can't have people thinking that that's a thing they can do, so punish yeah. him real hard. Yeah. What were we gonna say, Brian? Uh, I was just gonna ask if Sisyphus has ten heads. I don't think so. So I mean, he's no bone hydra. I mean, that's he true. He only needs one. He's got the one, job done. He's got one good head, and then he's actually got a friend who's just ahead. And I, I won't, I won't that's get true. to, I won't get to them right now. But I think that they, that they're, that Sisyphus's friend who will go unnamed until someone picks him, because uh, I know someone probably will, um, could just drop it on, on, uh, on Lurney. So that's, that's what I think. Probably true. That's probably true. All right, uh, Travis, we will come back to you with your second choice. You've got Artemis. Who are you adding to your roster? I'm sticking with the uh, exclamation points. I am yeah. taking Eurydice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think Eurydice is probably the second uh, best character design. Uh, I love her design. Yeah, in, she's great. In the game. Um, so... For for those not familiar with the myth of uh, Orpheus and Eurydice, uh, Orpheus was a uh, musician, uh, and Eurydice in traditional myth was a wood nymph, actually. Uh, and uh, she got bit by a viper and died and went to the underworld, and uh, Orpheus played such beautiful music that uh, that people went down to retrieve her apparently and uh uh he had to come down and play his his lyre to put cerberus to sleep so that she could get out of the underworld but a a condition was attached that uh he had to walk in front and not look back uh Mm -hmm. and 
right at the moment of truth, uh, he he had been doubting and thinking that Hades had deceived him, and and he looked back, saw her, and she went back to the underworld. Uh, and so in this game, uh, Orpheus has become the court musician for Hades, but uh, he doesn't play for a while. Uh, and you start running across Eurydice in the second uh, area of the game. So, yeah, she she appears as a person of color. She's got an afro, uh, but it's actually, like, uh, the top of a tree because she's a wood nymph. Which I definitely thought uh, was broccoli the first four or five times Oh, yeah, I absolutely. It. I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> I've heard her referred to as broccoli head, which, you know, she does make you delicious food. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's food-related Which, thing. I gotta ask, because you guys know this game better from a meta standpoint i always take the palm porridge like a, with unless i don't have four boons yet like i always take that yeah i mean See, if i'm if i'm low on boons then i will take um the one that up ups two of them but it, yeah. generally i'll take the palm unless it, it, you know it, it, yeah I, I really agree with travis it really depends on where you're at usually i have I enough boons the nectar at that sometimes point. yeah i the take the nectar more often than not uh what does that unless one do? It grants the next four boons that you find increased rarity. Oh, see, that's good too. Which yeah. is incredibly yeah. useful if you're shooting for certain builds. Right. Yeah, if you're looking for a duo or a legendary and yeah, you have the prereq for it, uh, ah. it's very, very useful. That yeah, that makes she's, sense. She's incredibly useful all around. All of her, her items that yep. she gives you are so fantastic. Yeah. Uh, palm, palm porridge probably the least useful arguably uh because unless you're doing like a cast build uh because palm scaling is not incredible i'd say it's useful if you haven't used any palms if you have a lot so of far level ones. Runs. yeah because that level one right. to two jump is really nice and then it it scales down then kind of yeah. exponentially yeah that's what i was gonna say too i usually use it if i'm low on levels or if uh, I don't think I'm going to run into many boons or something like that. But um, but yeah, I don't I never did the nectar as much as I probably should have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start trying a, that more there, often. There's a keepsake. Um, it's an endgame keepsake that uh, grants you a palm level every four encounters uh, randomly. Uh, and it can really like completely remove the need for palm porridge if you're, yeah. if you're using that uh, keepsake. Also, the music. Every time you go into oh my that God, chamber, that song not? that plays, good riddance. Ah, <laughs> yeah, it's an it's incredible so good. song. It's a great. Oh my God, song. it's amazing. When you reunite Orpheus and Eurydice, they sing it together. Ooh, I haven't uh, gotten there yet. I'm excited to though. I yeah, I never got there. The first time that yeah, you go in there, they're actually singing the duet from the end credits uh and it's so good it's like a different yep. like acoustic version of it oh, mm. oh come so on yeah. the level of yeah. effort in this game is ridiculous but also it's worth pointing out uh, the woman that uh sings the those songs ashley barrett also does the singing for like she does singing in every single super giant game hmm. uh traditionally the one like the songs that you that stand out is like those songs are incredible uh, I I know that she's done Transistor and Pyre as well as Hades. I can't remember if she's done um, 
Bastion or not, but she does the singing for Red in Transistor. Hmm. And fantastic voice. Yeah, I still haven't gone to any other super giant games yet. Um, I'm still getting enough of my fill with Hades, but I'm sure once I start slowing down there, I'm going to be looking into some of those others for, for another fix. Yeah, I have to ask, Brian. Uh, yeah. I know you were also uh, saying you were pretty sure you were going to put it down uh, when you rolled credits, and uh, you seem to have not I think done I'm that playing all. more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, can can I ask if like there's a re- or if it's just like extra sunk its hooks into you or what the what yeah the I think say? it's once I realized how much more uh, content there is after credits I didn't realize I thought like once I hit credits it was going to be mostly just about trying to to you know improve on runs and speed runs and getting achievements but there's still so much story which is the thing that drew me to this game first and foremost. So yeah, I'm at a hundred seventy something runs, and I still haven't unlocked the epilogue yet. Yeah, yeah, uh, so much. All right, and we're gonna be here for hundred and seventy runs if we don't start moving this along. So, <laughs> Rob is gonna finish round two for us right now. Rob, who is your second choice? So my number two best boy was taken with Sisyphus. So I'm gonna take his number one, which Decius? is Boldy. Oh. Boldy. Yeah. <laughs> you shut your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> All right. See, so yeah, Dory. Theseus will not be on this list. <laughs> Dory uh, alluded to Boldy earlier. Uh, so he is Sisyphus's giant rock friend. Uh, yeah. Why don't you tell us a little the, about him? Yeah. He's the literal manifestation of Sisyphus's punishment. And it it's become, it like, he represents something beyond that in like he is the face of sisyphus's optimism literally as imprinted upon this rock that he's pushing and he's imprinted a personality because like what choice is sisyphus given but to like like dory had mentioned like recognize the absurdity of the situation and give yourself an opportunity to like make yourself happy and create a like a bond in some respect to something that is your literal force of opposition, but like you're still in it together. And so Boldy is just like a giant boulder with a smiley face carved into it. And you can get to the point as Zagreus where you carve or no, sorry, not you carve, is uh you grant nectar to him and he like you start be creating a friendship bond with this inanimate boulder. <laughs> Did you know that he grants you a boon? I I was gonna get nectar? to that. Uh okay. is is later on, after you start granting a, like a few nectars to him, he will start granting you random rewards as a boon. Sometimes it's a damage boon, sometimes it's just called like a non or like ambiguity random bonus. Ambiguity bonus. <laughs> so it's attack damage, damage reduction, move speed, cast damage, or special mm-hmm. damage. Those all read uh, you believe in Boldy, and Boldy believes in Believe. you. <laughs> uh, it, 
so if good. You do not know if you believe in Boldy. <laughs> you get a two percent ambiguity bonus. <laughs> I just want to say that I made one of the best memes of my goddamn life. Uh, with Boldy, <laughs> yeah. If everyone remembers, but I did the thirteen reasons why meme where she's like, "It was that damn smile, that smile," <laughs> and I just a picture of Boldy's uh, text bubble. Uh, yep. it's the best, best one of the best memes I've ever made. Thanks to thank you, Hades. Thank you, Super Giant. And that warmed my heart in part just because I love Boldy so much. Like, yeah. like literally ha- similar to like the love for learning uh, in a sense, like has no dialogue and it is purely just Zagreus and Sisyphus playing off of him or it, I should say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's just so charming. Like every time, no matter what, like, you just get the smiling rock with three, uh, like an ellipses. He's he's the perfect straight man. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, so it always makes me smile. I always make sure I have nectar on hand, uh, specifically when I'm going through um, that area, so I can get um, I can get that bonus from him. And just yeah. because Boldy's a homie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, that's a great choice. We are gonna move along here to keep things rolling to round three. Just like much, Boldy. much like Boldy. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally yeah. did that on purpose. Uh, Rob, who are you going to uh, push up the hill next? Who else but Prince Zagreus? Okay. <laughs> and that's a strike through. I, I'm surprised I got him. Yeah. I, I'm surprised I was able to catch him, but I figured like I wasn't going to get Artemis. I wasn't going to get Sisyphus. I wasn't going to get Meg. I had to take Zag. Yeah. Uh, Zag is an incredibly well-written character. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, uh, he there is. for all of it. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Most definitely. But also like was mentioned earlier um, by Dory's. He, there, there is such an easy play at the archetype of like the resentful son in becoming like an edge lord and taking that out on everyone around him. He is just a dick to his dad because his <laughs> dad is a dick to him, and it's that like there isn't uh, a childhood bonding that I have to Zagreus in some capacity of like uh, resentment toward your father from. Uh, abuse and everything and he does such a great like the the dynamic they have is such a great job of like the dangers of gaslighting um unhealthy power structures um and that's just specifically with his his dad uh but like was mentioned earlier with everyone else like he's compassionate he's funny he's understanding he like he he's a very well-rounded character um and i really appreciate what they did with him yeah i think i think what travis said he's there for all of it is maybe what put him down my list a little bit just because there is so much of him that eventually it's like i look forward to seeing the other characters more because i don't get as much of them but they do such a great job with him to not fit him into one of those stereotype roles like you were saying like he's still mm-hmm. he's still like a good part of the conversation like i look forward to what he's saying back to those characters that i might find more interesting um which, right. which wouldn't necessarily be the case if he was a more uh 
reserved, you know, edgy type character as you guys have described. So I'd also argue Uh, that Lerny and Boldy do not exist without Prince Zagreus (laughs) and is the reason why those characters are worth mentioning on this list at all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Voiced by Darren Korb, uh, Mm -hmm. not only the composer, but also the sound designer. Uh, like responsible for all of the the, the like sounds uh, in the game, which is wow. Also voices, voices Skelly. Uh, so they <laughs> actually had cast other voice actors for those roles, but they liked Darren's scratch tracks so mm-hmm. much that they that they just decided to stick with it. Uh, I think I think Zach's singing voice of Orpheus. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's such a testament to this game that Z- that I love Zagreus's character and he's like number 11 for me or like maybe in my top 10 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and he I think it goes back to what Brian's saying that he's always there. And like I know his character so well that there's not a lot of room for mystery or a lot of room for like wondering what he's going to say. But I always look forward to it. Like He is a really great character. I love playing him. Uh, I never have thoughts of like, well, I wish this game was centered around someone. Like, no, I'm really glad that they centered around Zagreus. And I think he's, he's a, a protagonist I never get tired of listening yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Sure. that's incredibly difficult to pull off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For that much time you spend with that kind of a character, like when you have Travis at um, over 150 hours, and like Travis, are you bored of Zagreus? I'm not bored of any of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's, uh, what a that's silly phenomenal. question. Yeah. My my favorite Zag thing is uh like him going back and forth with Hades uh, about buying upgrades for the mm-hmm. like buying cosmetic stuff for the house. Like, the renovations, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, what am I Y'all bought Serbia a dog bed, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, I, absolutely. I just Did you all buy Achilles a nice rug to stand on? I should have. I haven't had a chance to yet. I just realized that um, the dog bed was a thing, so I don't have the gems for it. But uh, that is now what I am saving up for. One of my <laughs> donate you some gems. Friend. I don't know how much like in detail I want to go into this, but like one of my favorite things that Zach does is the most emotional stuff he does towards the end, um, especially I'm... with redacted. Some of the some you of the lines that it's fine. <laughs> okay, okay. So when you fight Hades, oh so shocker! You fight Hades at the end as the final boss in the what? game called Hades. Uh, I know, right? Wild. Um, so when Hades says something's like, um, you know, like, um, oh, like he calls you a miserable fool, and Zag just shoots back, wretched excuse of a father. I'm like, holy. F- like I felt that. Like I was like, oh god. Yeah, like their and dynamic. It's, it's, it's so good. It's it's so good. And 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 um, he, the his voice actor does such an amazing job of portraying that anger that Zag feels towards Hades in those moments. And there's a couple of those back and forth. And every time they happened, I was like, holy, <laughs> like this this level of of just really quick barbs at each other. Um, you know. Uh, it's just so good. Yeah. So the the best thing that can happen there is uh, you uh, after you clear the game, you know, roll credits, you can get a keepsake from Hades. Uh, and it's a call. And you can use it in the fight against Hades. <laughs> <laughs> and Zagreus goes, 
father. <laughs> and he says, son. <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. All right. Yeah. Zag rules. Zag does rule. It's a great choice. And yeah, it's a steal in the third round. We're, we're, are we headed to a fifth Rob win? Cause he's, he's going to become insufferable. I uh, might yeah, be on three. Who knows? I've got Duke, though. So. I, I think it's an automatic win for your <laughs> All right. Uh, Travis, uh, we've already got Artemis and Eurydice. And who's your third choice going to be? Uh, big time spoiler alert here. Okay. Oh, uh, yep. I'm taking okay. Persephone. Uh, Persephone uh, is Zagreus's real mother. Um, she is the reason that you are trying to escape the underworld of uh, the whole game. You are trying to find your mother and find out why she left. Um, and it's the first time you get there, like the, her design is like, I was just smiling from ear to ear. Her, it's her design and the music there. It's overwhelming. Um, it, 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 I'm like getting Chris on like talking about it right now. I <laughs> like, I wish so badly that you kept going to the garden after like, I hate that. Uh, it's like one, the one thing I would change. Um, but the, you have this conversation with her and you're like, Dude, I'm, I'm your son. And she, she gets pissed. She's like, there is no way. And then you like tell her your name and she sees your flaming feet and uh, she, she like starts to believe it. Uh, and, and then you die uh, because you can't exist outside the underworld for very long. And that's the reason there is no to finish the game. Uh, and, the the more you talk to her the more i love like mm-hmm. like that really become just like it's zagreus's goal to get out of there to talk to her like it's my goal to get there and have those conversations like i'm i'm not like in the like video game i need to, to beat this so i can get to the credits i'm like i need to continue this conversation uh with persephone and and find out what's happening because like i'm so fascinated uh and uh, so we will talk more about persephone in the spoiler section all right so we're going to move on to dory who has the next pick in the third round to add to dusa and sisyphus who do we got um, you know what, y'all? I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. And oh, when you're looking for a good time, you go to Dionysus, okay? Ah, Those are the best parties. Uh-huh. Absolute wine boyfriend, like Jim Sterling says on his streams. Absolute wine boyfriend. Um, just the nicest, sweetest guy. Always wants to party. Always inviting you. Uh, just appreciates everything you do for him. Um, can we talk about that festive fog? Can we talk yeah. about like those excellent boons that he gives you? Yeah, the really? hangover effect that he does to enemies is pretty darn good too. Uh, he's just on fists. Mm, yeah. oh, just I, I. He's such a great character. Um, I in in multiple ways. Um, and I just, I really appreciate Dionysus a lot. Um, he's great. Yeah, I was I'm drinking wine right I, now. I was convinced that I would never get a win with the bow and arrow. And then I unlocked the aspect that lets you load your cast into it. And that oh, combined nice. with festive fog, you can just load three to four festive fog spells into one arrow 
and it was just oh, like God. I was taking down it's a boss in like three <laughs> hits. It was ridiculous. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. You do the same yeah. with the shield of Beowulf. Yeah. Yes. If you're That's ever running if you're ever running a cast build, pro tip, uh don't don't sleep on wells. Yeah. Like wells mm-hmm. are the most useful uh when you're running a cast build. And therefore don't sleep on Caron's keepsake. Uh, mm-hmm. because it makes those uh, well items last way longer. So mm-hmm. just a pro tip. But uh, and also, Dionysus, I'm looking for strong drink. Give me that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's funny because Dion- 5% uh, bonus and full health from fountains, please. Yes. Yep. Uh, like the funny thing is that Dionysus is like the god of drink or he's really the god of festivities, not necessarily just drink. But I don't, I don't even drink, so I don't even care about that aspect of him. Um, he's just such a, he's such a nice character. He's one of the few gods besides Artemis, obviously, who's, who was taken away from me. Um, and he's just like such a nice guy. He's nice to chat with. Every time I see Dionysus, I'm like, hell yeah. Like, I love talking to this guy. He's a fun guy to just, I mean, literally like he is the guy you'd want to hang out with and, and, and just chat up while you're at a party. Like he's a nice, friendly dude. He's my favorite person to spurn in the trial of the guy. (laughs) Just like. Hey man, why'd you have to do that? I thought we were cool, bro. That's right. <laughs> I've only think I've ever picked against him when it's like Artemis or something like that. Like it's as someone who's in like my top tier. Yeah. But I pick yeah. against him just to hear his lines. Because like <laughs> but you hear his lines. also, also hangover is pretty easy to avoid. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Sure. I did look him up on is Wikipedia it- to get more details on him, and it, it gets dark real quick with him. He's he is the god of you know the grape harvest, wine, uh, wine making, fertility, orchards, fruit, vegetation. <laughs> then it goes into insanity, uh, ritual madness, and religious ecstasy. <laughs> he's got wow. uh, he's got the the religious ecstasy. He's got some huh? big midsummer vibes. <laughs> He's, he's looking for those. He's looking for that old time religion. Yeah, yeah. He's got the biblical MDMA, baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> good high. Yeah. He's got that good, good. Yeah, he's a great choice. He's always one of my, like when I get uh, festive fog early in a run, I've got a pretty good feeling that it's going to make it to the end. It's, it's just so good. Uh, mm. Shout out to Draft Punk's champion, Greg, on that one. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. huge fan of festive. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, icy uh, was it ice wine. Yeah, <sighs> <sighs> yeah. There's a couple of uh, boons that uh, duo boons that change up the festive fog and interesting waiting wine. Mm. Uh, both uh, Zeus and Demeter. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we move to the end of round three and. Uh, I am I'm I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm taking a lot of characters who are, uh, you know, very, very uh, they, they let their actions do the talking. I'll say that. Uh, so I got Lurney in the last round and I got to take the boatman of the river sticks. Caron. Uh, My man, uh, <laughs> sell me that Titan Blitz. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, you talked about you know being excited anytime you see Sisyphus's room coming up. Well, my boy Caron, he comes up throughout the run, and I'm always glad to get out of the fight for a minute. You know, relax, 
uh, have a, a really high-minded intellectual conversation. That's right. That's right. And and buy myself <laughs> some from Yeah, yeah. I watched. Yeah. I, wait. So so I want to know who beat Caron the first time you had that secret boss fight. Did anyone? I, did. I beat him the first yeah, time. I did. I did. Okay. Good. I did good. not. Um, oh, okay. I, oh, no. I was pretty far along at the point, like I knew what was coming. So the first couple times I saw it, I didn't do it. So I was, I made sure I was like prepared when I was finally, I felt so it. bad. I'm <laughs> one of those people who, if, if you in an RPG or whatever, if I am forced to make a bad choice, I'll just feel bad for it for, I'll feel <laughs> bad about it for a long time. So I knew what was going to happen and I wanted to fight him. But I was like, oh, I don't want to steal from Karen. Karen's my man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I felt real bad about it. But I got I, you know, I beat him. Yeah. I, I love the the way Zagreus says, Hey man, I'm just so used to plundering all the stuff from my dad's <laughs> house that I didn't think anything of it. I'm sorry, yeah. bro. <laughs> and uh yeah, and then when you go into the fight, he's he's got his ore that he's holding on to, and he says, Why are you uh brandishing that ore at me so menacingly? <laughs> <laughs> the normal conversation with Charon is uh zagreus giving him you know two or three sentences of you know asking how he's doing asking him questions and Charon always just replies with some form of uh rob how did that go again uh... yeah i yeah. i saw the number <laughs> of lines that uh corb recorded for that and it was a lot like <laughs> it was very high um, it was much higher than you would think it of course cunningham oh i'm not sure Logan cunningham does the voice of caron oh, okay thank you um i just want to point out here that we only have three boon givers out of uh 12 people on our lists right now and one of them is Boldy. Uh, so I think I, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Also, if you gotta go fast, Caron is your homie because that chamber counts. Yeah. Those mid, those mid, uh, those mid uh, biome chambers, mm-hmm. they count. We take those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and you mentioned the the we've only gotten three boon givers taken. I'm not taking a boon giver with my next pick either uh apparently i just really enjoy uh the people that you can you can beat up on in this game because with my fourth choice coming back i am taking uh the brooklyn bones himself uh mr skelly how's it going boyo <laughs> i'm back boyo yeah, so so skelly he was brought up earlier he is a literal skeleton uh who just hangs out in your uh you know sparring room where all of your weapons are stored and literally just exists for you to beat up on him repeatedly until he dies at which point he regenerates and comes back uh and one of the great mysteries that zagreus is trying to solve throughout the game is who exactly hired skelly who put him there and for what reason and I am through the main game through credits, and I still have not discovered this. I don't know, Travis or Rob. If yeah, you know. I never found out either. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Do you know? If oh my god! No one knows. He's still asking about it. He's still asking about it. And like Zag, I literally like three runs ago uh, at the house, I asked like Thanatos yeah. about it. Like, if never... is that information in uh, the game? Do you guys know? I believe sure it is. is. Yeah. Okay. Because he um, has like a. a relationship meter and i think I've that's finished tight. it i've finished that and oh, uh 
Uh, actually, I don't know if I've finished the uh, ambrosia part because I have a bad habit of using all my ambrosia to buy type. Yeah, so. yeah, me too. But I have uh, unlocked his uh, his keyhole. Uh, have y'all done that? I have not gone that no. far with him. No, that sounds no, really dirty. I have not. That. Gonna t- I'm not going to. So every character that you can have like some you know extended relationship with. Uh, you get to a uh, heart that has a, a keyhole in it. What uh, kind of Kingdom Hearts nonsense to, is this? <laughs> you have to do some kind of uh, like some kind of conversation will come up, or some kind of interaction, or for like a couple characters, you have to buy something from the contractor. Um, and yeah, I won't spoil it because. Y'all should just do it. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and I'll I'll get to work on that. I I also I got to admit, part of it is that I enjoy beating up on him because of that uh, that Brooklyn accent as a Boston kid. You know, it's nice to beat up on folks from New York every once in a while. <laughs> oh, wow, jeez. <laughs> we're not we're not doing it in baseball, so I got to get it in somewhere. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> all right so that's the first pick of round four we are headed back in dory's direction with her fourth choice uh yeah um you know um i'm a big fan of uh the nighttime some shadows um good mom figures Don't do it. Uh, yeah. it's yeah. it's nicks it's nicks and and she's my pick so take <laughs> yeah. that uh, literally right. one of the only good parents in this whole freaking game uh, cares, Rob is well, in sure. shambles. Oh goodness. Uh, shambles. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I love, I love Nyx. I think she's great. Uh, first off, her voice actress is amazing. Um, she herself uh, is responsible for the mirror, which gives you so much throughout the game. Um, I mean, you, I, I mean, I know you can take it away through heat and stuff, but I mean, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do that, especially early game without, that's um, the, like the worst heat that like, yeah. that's like one of the hardest things you can do like, once you've been using those abilities for a while. Yeah. It's like... And as she's, you know, I'm not saying she's perfect. You know, she does hide things from Zagreus, but I think a lot of the things that she hides and she keeps from him are at least somewhat reasonable, somewhat understandable. Hell, I'll even go so far as to say some of the things that Hades keeps from him at least have some sort of logic to it. And he's not just cruel for cruel sake. Um, that doesn't excuse obviously the way he behaves, but um, I think it's worth mentioning. But yeah, she's she's great and she's very loving and caring. One of my favorite dialogues between her and Zag is she asked him, like, she's like, now that you know that like you are not my child anymore, can I even call you my child? Like, are you okay mm-hmm. with that? Do you mm-hmm. feel comfortable? And I'm like, oh my god, like this is amazing. Like, no one thinks to have these kinds of conversations in media, and this is so touching because it's such a basic question. Um, and Zagreus is caught off guard. He's like, of course, like, you know, can I still call you mother and stuff? It's just such a sweet boundaries, like kind of conversation establishing like their relationship in, in light of the news of Persephone. Um, so it's very sweet. Um, I mean, Nyx is just a great character. Her design is amazing. Um, her dress is awesome. Her dress is, yeah, her dress is a hundred, you know, it's, it's just awesome. She's the best goth mom. Yes. She's that mom who goes with you to Hot Topic and you're not ashamed about it. It's, no, like, it, <laughs> everyone's I, I hope, jealous of her at Hot Topic. Pretty much. I hope the next wave of goth fashion, fashion is uh, gothonic fashion. That's right. 
Yeah, and in regard to like the the nuance of her like secrets with Zag, like I I appreciate the way it's kind of adhered to in character with her is like she was contractually obligated to keep those secrets. Like she that was part of the pact she'd made is to adhere to make keeping Zagria safe and making sure he stayed alive was she couldn't tell him anything and has to deal with that burden of like knowing that, but can't talk about it. Yeah. And it's, it's revealed that she gave a lot of her power um, mm-hmm. just to keep Zagreus alive. I mean, she sac- she almost sacrificed her entire being just to make sure he would um, continue. And I think she even says it had permanent re- ramifications that mm-hmm. she's not as strong as she used to be because she revived, she kept Zag mm-hmm. alive. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. She's just a great, great goth mom, uh, and she is my, uh, she's my next pick. Yeah, that's a great choice. Great yeah, uh, Travis and Rob both sounded upset, so I think you needed to take her there because it wasn't coming back to you for the last one. So, oh, she was next on yeah. my list. Uh, so that Most means definitely. that Travis, however, is up next with his fourth choice. I'm uh, staying in the family, uh, going with Nix's uh, pa- parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Birth giver, uh, chaos. Um, yeah. You mentioned chaos that right. uh, Nix was your favorite uh, character model. I think just a minute ago, was that you, Travis? Third, third. I said third favorite. Chaos is my Persephone, first favorite. Second, Persephone, second favorite. Yeah. Chaos. First. Yeah, it's it's yeah, incredible. So that's, <laughs> it's so amazing. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so chaos is the um, embodiment of primordial chaos uh they gave birth to the titans uh nix and nix's sibling shoot i just had this uh and uh they when you go to talk to them uh you go to uh erebus uh which is the, like the realm where chaos exists. And the conversations you have with them are excellent. Uh, they, they're like, I can see you when you're, you know, coming my way. Uh, uh, I like having these conversations, but Hey, do not talk to me unless I say respond. (laughs) 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 And to to Zagreus's credit, Never does. Yeah. Never, uh, never breaks that. Oh yeah, you don't, you don't uh, mess with chaos. Because <laughs> chaos gives you sick boons. Yeah. Chaos uh, is probably a run maker for me. Yeah, uh, for sure. Absolutely. Well, chaos also, uh, similar to Charon, when you gotta go fast, uh, you take the chaos gate because it also counts as a chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even beyond the chaos boon, you take that like no matter what. Uh, but on, uh, I mean, particularly for me on the rail where you end up using, uh, your attack so strongly, if I can get a strong attack wound at the beginning, it'll carry me through, uh, to, to Elysium. And, but again, back to the design, just, <laughs> and the, the voice, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the like multi-tone like multi-faceted voice makes so much sense and sounds so right yeah uh, yeah and, and having the globe 
in mm-hmm. between their fingers is it's just perfect yeah. and the design of the character he looks fairly normal uh like head down to neck and shoulders but then it just slowly twists into like this writhing mass of of faces that are you know seem like they're in great pain <laughs> yeah it's uh, yeah just like intestines which is uh, yeah and um, it gives off this incredible feeling of like pulsing and like anger even though it's not moving at all it's still art but it's yeah it's it's really just every every time you get that chaos boon and it does that no i don't even know how to describe the noise that it does but it goes like (laughs) (laughs) um it's just chaos boon switch to a new effect (laughs) yeah um it's just so great, and it's it, he's such a helpful character. Um, he's in my top ten. Um, his characters, the the character designs on point. The philosophy is great, and again, it goes back to Zag not being an edgy like you know an edge lord or whatever. Like he's he calls him uh, he calls Chaos Master Chaos. Like he's very Wait, respectful chaos, towards him. Just, just to just to point out, Chaos is a hundred percent non-binary. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I have to keep correcting myself. Um, but uh, I mean, chaos, you know, that's just absolutely a they them situation. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so, yeah, so they're awesome. And uh, I the keepsake that you get from them is really great for making their boons better and not taking any health from it. So it's just it, it's free real estate. Yeah. I mean, it's free boon <laughs> real estate is really what I'm saying. And, and chaos, you know, he mentions time and time again. And the others mention as well that he is you know, the OG, like before the gods, before the Titans, it was just chaos. Uh, he's he's out of chaos. He's really, you know, the Mickey Mouse of, of this whole game. So, OK, get out of here. <laughs> I wow. believe. Okay. Wait, why are you walking? I, by? Believe, <laughs> I believe the way that uh, that you unlock Nix's uh, heart, it has something to do with chaos yeah. because Yeah, I'm just at the point in the story now where I'm starting to get to the relationship between them and and how it's uh, strained and severed a little bit over the years. Um, And it it seems like that's going to become an important story element soon. Understandable. You can't rely on them to be a parent. (laughs) Right. Uh, Okay. so chaos in the fourth round. Let's get some order back in here, Rob. Uh, you've got the last pick of the fourth and the first pick of the fifth to finish off your team. So who are you starting with? I didn't promise order. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to pivot a little bit, but I think I'm going to stick with this one since uh, Gothmom was taken. I'm going to go with one of her children. Uh, we're going to go with Thanatos. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Thanatos uh, is my homie. Thanatos is the homie for sure. Uh, so he is, for all for all intents and purposes, kind of the Grim Reaper character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's the god of death, and uh, from early conversation implications, um, either there was a history with Zagreus, um, or they there's like an unspoken romantic inclination potentially there, which can definitely be acted upon later on with uh, the romance options and relationships. And you can have a relationship with uh, Thanatos. Mm-hmm. And Meg at the same time. And Meg at the same time <laughs> with no consequences. Yes. Uh, with polyamory. 
Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, it is. It that is was awesome. Greek gods. <laughs> That's kind of par for the course. Yep. Most definitely. But uh, shows up is always uh, quite helpful in those challenges. Uh, it, Whenever he shows up, I'm just relieved. Not so much because of like him clearing out a room for me, but because I usually will just obliterate everything around me before he has a chance to get one. <laughs> and so that's like a free 25 health from a, a centaur heart. Um, yeah. But I, I just a, love the... Go on. I had a 35 to nothing the other day. Gosh. You're just going <laughs> to give him a complex. He's going to start feeling bad. He No, he, he was like... That was really bad. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he talked about because there it. there yeah, is an achievement in the game. Himself. I actually just earned it earlier today. Uh, I don't have it up high on my list anymore. Oh, here it is: Death Dealer, which is to beat Thanatos by fifteen kills or more. Uh, that is one of the yep. achievements you can get in the Steam version of the game. Uh, yeah, that explains why I've never gotten it because I'm playing on the Switch. But yeah, I've beaten them more than by fifteen, probably. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Epic Games store launcher does have uh, the in-game achievements, fortunately, and they have these, which is really nice. I wish so bad that I had Chivo's on Switch. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. when they when they offer but up, that's we've got all but two of Speedrunners exactly. best friends on our list here. I'm I'm pretty stoked about this. I'll, uh, we'll see yeah. if we get the last two. Uh, okay, so Rob, uh, ready to kick off round five with your last choice. I am quite literally. Uh, we're gonna finish up with Hermes. Ooh. So, uh, also uh, related to, in some respect, the god of death. Uh, Hermes is what's known as a psychopomp. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an escort to uh, of de- like the dead and wayward souls to the underworld yeah he's the third one uh, taken tonight because Charon also falls into that category yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh similarly with like Norse, Norse mythology and the valkyries um anubis uh Her- hermes is uh has some incredibly useful <laughs> boons uh in respect to dodge which is a godsend literally <laughs> with the finists uh when i have my like i will take things i'll take hermes uh keepsake and then the what is it greater reflexes um that's the dodge chance right uh, uh greater, greater greater reflex is uh extra dash. dash that's right that's right which uh, is but, pretty much the top most taken boon, like by a yeah. large margin. So yeah, he gives you uh, one of the boons that he gives you in combination with the the keepsake that increases da- dodge percentage chance with every every room cleared quickly uh, is greater evasion and uh, can get to the point if you get it heroic level is twenty five percent dodge chance on top of your keepsake which could by this point be if you're fairly decent about 23 25 percent so you've got 50 percent dodge chance on every hit uh which on those fists is incredibly powerful because you're in a thick of stuff constantly and it like it just every time you see that dodge 
text proc just feels so good and you just have to throw one up uh throw the fist up for uh, for hermes but also uh one thing most people don't know about me is i have the wings of hermes tattooed on the my ankles of my feet no oh, i didn't know that i yeah no one really would because no, people don't really spend time looking at my feet uh so <laughs> i have gotta pay extra for that I know I should put an OnlyFans for my, my <laughs> tattoos on my feet. Um, I, I so I have <laughs> kindred spirits. Uh, so I have don't worry and be happy on my left and right ang- uh, ankles mm. uh, with the wings of Hermes delivering the message uh, to people uh, both alive and dead. Just as, as, the way I kind of put it in my mind was when I was getting the tattoo was it's a message that persists beyond uh, it transcends no matter where you come from is it's kind of what I adhere to in my optimism is we, when I'm even at my lowest, I have to pick myself up by my feet Mm. and I have to keep walking forward. And that's a mantra that I use to help me continue to walk forward. And we, Hermes being a guardian and sh- a shepherd to the dead is important as someone that's lost uh, a lot of family with uh, suicide and other health issues. Um, it's important to remember that they are being, in a sense, like depending on what you believe, they're being guided somehow and they're still walking with you uh for as long as you let them and i think when i saw hermes in that game he's it it spoke to me and i like i knew he was going to be there but it's still like it impacted me in a small way of just beyond what everything else in the game had like that was a real connection that i had to it as that's one of my more favorite characters in greek mythology is hermes is that he's always on time. He's always getting, he's always making sure he's like an unsung hero represented in our country as the uh, postal service. Mm. Um, and the, the shepherd of those that we've lost. And I, I have a great appreciation for, uh, for that character. And so I had to take him and I figured most people weren't going to take him. Um, I figured Travis would probably have uh, a fondness for his speed and getting that clock yeah, down. Yeah, he's I'm all for him in terms uh, of the the abilities that he grants, but uh, he's mm-hmm. his personality in this game in particular. Just uh, he he's one of the more uh, arrogant. I feel like <laughs> he's he's the Flash, right? Yeah. He's basically the yeah. Flash. Yeah, he's absolutely the Flash. Unlimited, like. He's he's charming. He's also like the god of commerce, travel, and trickery. Mm-hmm. And um, as someone who also loves like in role playing games and everything, playing a rogue, like he speaks to that like skullduggery and just having fun messing with people, but not necessarily maliciously. Hermes but... is my homie because he compliments me on my fast times. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Hermes. Yeah, Hermes is the god of speed runs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, it's their patron Travis saint. is All right, great choice. Yep. Uh, and speaking of Travis, uh, we've got his last pick coming up here. You've got 
Artemis, uh, Eurydice, Persephone, Chaos, who are you finishing off with? So uh, I'm going with Patroclus. Patty? Patroclus, (laughs) or how Patty. That is how I refer to him at this point. Uh, Patroclus. He is the NPC you can find in... uh, Wow, I cannot believe keep losing that word elysium uh <laughs> just think and, of this go uh early on <laughs> i mean and like middle in your curve he is extremely helpful because he gives yeah. you three death defiances Thank you. or Thank four you so even four yeah. or even four, four. Yeah. if you have skelly's lucky tooth on and, you and lost i do it. uh and oh it's extremely helpful yeah um and then when you get later on, you're like, wait, 60% extra attack power for 10 encounters? Uh, <laughs> yes, please. Uh, it is possible to carry that in to hit the Hades Yeah, fight. if you get mm-hmm. lucky with finding You have to have extremely sack. good yeah. RNG. Absolutely, because uh, Styx Tunnels can be four or five rooms. Yep. So if you, uh, and the, the um, boss fight, in Elysium counts as well. Right. Uh, so you have to get the perfect RNG of two four tunnels uh, or four room tunnels, the sack at the end of the second one. Uh, but you can you can get it. But anyway, uh, one of my favorite things uh, about Patroclus in this game is that uh, there is no hedging about the fact that uh, he and Achilles are very much yes, in love, like mm-hmm. in in romantic yeah. love. Um, I, I, uh, I think that's, first of all, it's probably, it's my favorite romantic relationship in the game. Cause like, uh, I, I, you are able to reunite them. Uh, and it's, it's, so, it's so good because Achilles is, is like, I do not know if I can do this because I feel I failed, I failed him by not taking part in the war, which made him get himself killed by by going out there and fighting in my army. Yeah, I, I looked uh, up some of the actual info behind this because it is pretty widely believed among Greek scholars at this point that there was some kind of romantic relationship between them. Um, in terms of you know the Greek mythology, it wasn't touched upon in the original writings, but they're put together so often that it's now basically you know assumed and taken as fact. Um, well, they were just they were just pals. They were just really, really close <laughs> yeah. friends. You don't understand. Bro. So so the, For the legend goes that, that, yeah, when he died, Achilles retrieved his body and uh, like stood by it with a couple other soldiers would uh, refused for it to be buried until uh, Patroclus. Uh, Travis, help me out with the uh, pronunciation. Oh, is Travis gone again? Sounds like it. Uh, Patroclus. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you scared me, buddy. Uh, you scared me too. Yeah. So, so Achilles wouldn't allow for Patroclus's body uh, to be buried until his ghost actually showed up and demanded it so he could pass into Hades. Um, and then he was cremated on a funeral pyre, uh, which was covered in the hair of his companions as a sign of grief. And then legend has it that when Achilles passed away, uh, he was also cremated and buried uh, right next to where uh, Patroclus was buried. So 
So there's and they go into that. Yeah. Uh, in in the game. yeah. So there's there's some history there. Like it's it's yeah, it's not subtle <laughs> that they have a deep relationship. So, um, yeah, and it's 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 something that you know when you first encounter uh, Patty, which is easier to say, and as Travis so endearingly calls him. Uh, he doesn't even want to give his name. He doesn't want to talk to you, wants nothing to do with you. So it's one of those ones where by like the 15th, 16th run, you finally start getting some of the information from him about uh, who he is and what he's doing there. And 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 then you uncover that relationship with Achilles. And it's one of those threads that even though I've rolled credits, feels like it's still mid story. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see how it plays out going forward. So. It's a great pick, Travis. Indeed. Um, so we got all we got all the speedrunners friends on. Yes, here. yes. The Hermes and Patrick Lewis were the last two. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's see who Dory takes then to finish off her team. Um, I know that people are going to say that this podcast is rigged, that this was planned. Uh, I swear it was not. Uh, my pick is Achilles. Um, <laughs> which segues so excellently from mm. picking Patroclus. Uh, he, uh, Achilles is there for you the entire time. He teaches Zag, uh, how to fight. Um, he trains him. I mean, he is part of what makes Zag be able to attempt the escape from hell to begin with. He is always there for you. He helps you get into Hades's chamber. Um, he, uh, is very supportive to you in ways that Hades is not. Um, the romance with Patroclus is great. Um, the his dialogue with um, with Zag is always endearing. I mean, he's just a great character. Um, so he's the good dad in that game. Yes, definitely. So Achilles is my pick. Uh, his, his spear is also the best spear aspect. So uh, shout sense. out to that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's pretty cool if you're into spirit. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, Achilles yeah. is, you know, Zag's kind of mentor, uh, friend, compatriot, like someone he confides in every time that he's he's coming back from another failed or successful uh, run as it goes later in the game. Um, and it's kind of, you know, the one character that you feel like uh, Zagreus would probably truly call a friend in the House of Hades. So... And I mean, no lie, but some of some of Achilles' pep talks after I would lose to to Hades, which some of them were crushing. I mean, a couple were just devastating. There was a time I had taken a couple losses in a row, and they had been particularly bad. And I was like, I I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know if I can beat Hades. And like, Achilles is the kind of character who gives you those pep talks or talks where it's like, No, I got this. I can't let him get into my head. I gotta I gotta beat up my dad. And like show them what for so I can go see my mm-hmm. mom and like fix this whole mess because like this is bigger than just me fighting my dad. Like I've got to I got to do this. So Achilles is great for pep talks, uh, great for just checking in on Zag and just saying, hey, what's up? Like you look down or you look happy. Like what's happening? So. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't want to like touch on this too much. I think we've done a good job of staying away from this, but uh, Achilles is my number one uh, most attractive character in Hades. He's a good looking guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I pick wine boyfriend over him, but yeah. Mine's probably Thanatos. So yeah, Thanatos not we, bad I got, I got mine. Okay, Brian. <laughs> oh, you want You want my pick or you just want to know who I think is most attractive? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Both. 
one up. The answer is now you have to take them. (laughs) I was going to say it's also my pick. It's Hades. No, um, (laughs) mustache. It's it's the it's the shade from the stand. Yeah, I will say like there's yeah there's there's obvious choices. If I had to pick the one that I uh, would be the most interested in, it probably goes all the way back to round one in Artemis, but. Uh, here to finish off round five, yeah. I am actually going to pick the namesake of the game uh, and take Hades. It wouldn't feel right to do a Hades draft and not talk about the guy that it's named for. The man yeah. himself. So, uh, we are just joking about the mustache. They put out a patch just the other day, and one mm-hmm. of the <laughs> notes in the patch was that Hades' uh, mustache and beard would be fully animated and, and flow as they deserved it to, which is damn right um you know and and i'm not picking hades because he's a good guy in fact he's quite the opposite as you would expect the god of the underworld to be he is uh mean cantankerous abusive like he's he's everything you want a good villain to be but he's also uh extremely complicated which is why he works so well as a character in this game he could Mm -hmm. uh very much like we've been talking about with zag all night where they could have just made him a very stereotypical hero, I think it would have been very easy to make Hades a one-note villain and just, you know, have him yeah. sit on his throne and ignore Zag. But anytime Zag comes to him, Hades is ready to throw barbs right back at him. Like there's a Zagreus gets his his insult abilities from his dad. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Um and I love how they they've really committed we've talked a little bit also throughout the episode about this idea of of committing to hell as being you know a workplace for a lot of these characters and that stems from his attitude about it he's all about you know the paperwork and the contracts and uh fulfilling those he sits at a giant yeah he, he, Mm -hmm. he sits at a giant desk that would be you know for a lot of folks who work that kind of life uh you know at a cubicle for 40 50 years and then they die like that is hell for a lot of people and so seeing it manifested in that way i think is just it's a really cool and interesting take but as the story develops he and zag you know have at first kind of a a begrudging uh respect for each other that eventually turns into the beginnings of a more healthy relationship and it's honestly like one of the best portrayals of of a father and son relationship in a video game that I can think of. Yeah, I want to I want to add to that, too. I think um, Hades isn't anywhere on my list because he's just I, I find him a, a fairly contemptible person or God or whatever. But I think there's a lot of logic behind a lot of the things that he does, a lot of the secrets he keeps. I think a lot of his. um you know, I like that that they talk about how Persephone made him a better person, but also that that shouldn't have been her burden to make him a better person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was very important because as I was saying, uh, seeing that, I'm like, well, that's not she's not obligated to make him a better person. Like that's on him. I do think um, that there is a moment between him and Zag uh, right right after the credits that I really liked and appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't exonerate Hades. It doesn't it doesn't make him a good uh, god or whatever automatically but i i do think that the way he talks to zagreus right there has some level of genuineness to it and it is a good decent apology of like look you know there are no excuses for my actions and i and i ask for no forgiveness um but i but i am sorry for how i treated you 
Um, which, it's the first you know. step on a path to redemption. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, on a recent run, I got back and he goes, boy, Zagreus. <laughs> <laughs> he like, he, he said it and he was like, well, no, he, he, he deserves his name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean that you know two words uh like by the characterization through this roguelite uh just spoke volumes so <laughs> my favorite moment with Hades in the game doesn't even have him on screen but it's when uh I think around the eighth or ninth yep. time you beat him Zagreus asks Hades about uh how many capes he has that he can just toss them yes. off and let them burn in the air and when you do roll credits uh well, or no, it's actually it's before you roll credits. Before. You do you? It's on like your way right, to the last you get, room. You get led into Hades' room to look yeah. for proof of his love for Persephone. But the first thing that you see is just a closet full of capes, <laughs> and it's just and Zag remarks on it. I a, knew it. They're all capes. Yeah, because because the narrator says something capes. about the the Lord of the Underworld uses his vast wealth for an accoutrement of garments to wear. <laughs> And Mostly and it's paint. not only the wardrobe. There's stacks of them folded, like yeah. in the other yeah. corner. There's a bunch strewn about the floor. Mm-hmm. It's it's like I I was laughing. Look, so Hades hard. has his aesthetic, and <laughs> that's all there is to it. He owns it. Uh, it's like when Peter Griffin goes into his closet and it's just white shirts and green yeah. pants, you know? It's like, well, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Like... All right. Uh, so that's our last pick. We got to wrap things up here because we are running long, folks. Um, why don't we get uh, like one honorable mention from everyone uh, to wrap things up? We'll start with Rob. Do you have an honorable mention for us, Rob, that you were surprised didn't get picked? Number one, best bull boy, Asterius. Yeah. Yep, that that's yeah. my honorable mention yeah. as but, well. But only because I he I didn't mention him only because his association with Theseus. <laughs> Theseus, Theseus sucks. <laughs> All my homies hate. Yeah, Theseus. but we didn't we, we didn't get to talk about the the moment where uh, you get Asterius's autograph for him. Yes. Oh gosh, I <laughs> haven't done that. Yet. Yes. It hasn't happened for me yet. Um, yeah, that actually happened oh, to me just yeah. before that's I beat excellent. it. Excellent. That's great. It's so uh, good. All right. It's very so, good. Travis, you said Asterius. Did you have anyone else? Uh, yeah. Uh, Poseidon. Yeah. I, I really like Poseidon he tends a lot. To be his a beard that I always awesome. go for too. Like I, a lot of his boons are splash yeah, dash, splash dash mm. uh, and anything that gives you that knockback damage, uh, and then you can you can stack onto that is super useful, especially if you're a newer player like I am. It was really helpful in early runs for me. So. Real quick, the past three that we've just mentioned, Hades, uh, Asterius, and Poseidon, all voiced by Logan Cunningham. Yeah, and he does, he's done a voice in every super giant game, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, just It's just interesting to note the very yeah, end. Right? Yeah, and the narrator, for sure. He does a lot of voices. I just think it's funny considering <laughs> this route row, that we've had. Right? Oh, and Achilles. Oh, the Sorry. last four. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, Dory, did you have anyone else on your list that you want to talk about? Yes, I did. Um, it's the unsung hero of this goddamn game, and it's the shade in the stands in Elysium. <laughs> yes! Um, the absolute commitment <laughs> of that shade, the how many dialogue lines you get with that one particular shade. I know it wouldn't have counted because it's not a character of note, 
Um, but it is like my number like 17 character or something like that in, in this. Thing. I would have allowed it. Um, <laughs> I've honestly, only talked that shade like one time. Oh, it, oh that's too that's, bad. That's not, that's not good, Travis. You got to fix your shit. Um, <laughs> I, I would say I'm really surprised we haven't mentioned Athena. Uh, literally one of the best, nicest uh, gods. Yeah. Um, she gives you those deflect powers are so incredible, too. Um, and my only other uh, honorable mention is Aphrodite. Yeah, yeah, she, I, had I love her week. I love, I love, uh, you know, her, her character model is great. Um, and then, uh, you know, her whole th- her thing that she's got going on, she's just a fairly nice person, nice god. Yeah, it's it's funny that the hey, the top the top four on my list I did not pick were Asterius, Athena, Aphrodite, and Poseidon. So uh, I'll say after. <laughs> I, I missed out on Artemis and, Cer- and Cerberus. Those were the big losses yeah. for me, but every, everyone else I could do yeah. After that, uh, I had Tiny Vermin was on there just because of the hilarity of that fight <laughs> yes. the first time you get there. It's so um, good. Yeah, and, and some of the more uh, obscure characters in the House of Hades, like the Wretched Broker and the Contractor, um, are just... Mm-hmm. And yeah, best, best chef. chef. Yeah. I love I love when they're on the wall and, and, and um, that's <laughs> yeah. like... Best chef, congratulations! <laughs> and best chef's like, there's a little emoji above the mm-hmm. best chef that like has like a smile yeah. on it, or like Mr. Broker, well done! <laughs> like, and it's just like a smile, like it just makes you feel good. <laughs> it's very nice to have that employee of the month. Yes, in the lounge. yes. It's All right, good. so real quick, uh, we're gonna repeat our drafts and do the host vote, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, so, Rob, let us know your team one more time. We got Cerberus. We got Boldy. Prince Zagreus, Thanatos, Excellent. and Hermes. Uh, Travis. Uh, Artemis, Eurydice, Persephone, Chaos, and Patroclus. That's a good team. Uh, Dory? Uh, Dusa, Sisyphus, Dionysus, Nyx, and Achilles. Love it. And I've got I've got uh, all characters that you fight in the game, which I just realized. <laughs> but I've, I've got... Uh, <laughs> I, I I did once you said uh, Hades. I was like, it's... Yeah, I didn't even think of it at first. But yeah, I've got uh, Megara, Lerny, the Bone Hydra, uh, Charon, Skelly, and Hades. Uh, so let's do a, a quick vote. I'll start. We'll go backwards here. Uh, my vote is... Uh, I hate this. I hate that I'm going to vote for it's, Rob. It's hard. <laughs> but I am. I'm going to vote for Rob that... Embrace yeah. it. Embrace the this, best boy. It's, it's purely that Cerberus pick. Otherwise, I would. It's real close between the three of you, but Cerberus is just the best boy. Um, so Dory, the only rule here is you can't vote for yourself. Um, so whose list out of the other three do you like the best? Um, Wolf Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Cerberus was like my number uh, two pick. So they are uh, number four. Yeah. Um, and I think who has Artemis? Travis uh, does. Rob, do you also have Ar- Travis? Does so mm-hmm. it's it's close between both of you. Um, sorry, no, that's Brian. fair. That's um, fair. Well, but... don't don't give Rob the the keys to the <laughs> win this week again. I, I just I just I, and honestly, I don't even remember everyone's picks, but I just know that Cerberus is on your your team, and Cerberus is high up on my list. Yeah. So I'm just I'd rate I laid down the heat for the bounty, and I'm all right, going all on streak right. Travis, Travis, who are you voting for? <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Travis, oh, wow. be honest. Is that just because you don't want to give Rob a third vote? 
Do you, you regret having you children? Didn't, you didn't lose me. I'm just being <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob, finally, uh, who is your vote going to be cast for? It, it's it's really difficult between Travis and Dory for me simply because they have what would have been my other mm-hmm. picks. But I got to give it to Dory. Yeah, I know. I got to the Dusa, the Sisyphus, the Knicks, and the Achilles, most importantly. I love Dionysus, but those four are like heavy hitters yeah. for me. They like, they all yeah. speak to me. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I don't think there's a bad list here, to be honest. I think all four of them are solid. Uh-uh. Um, that was, that was all lists are valid. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there we have it. That's the draft. This episode is just about over, but the conversation does not end here. Once you finish listening, head on over to our Discord. We will link it in the show notes. We want to hear your draft. Who are your favorite characters? Tell us what we got right. Tell us what we got wrong. And give us your predictions uh, about next episode. And next episode is going to be a little tough to predict, but next week's topic is very exciting for all of us. This is uh, an idea that I think Travis uh, had this idea first, but we've been wanting to do it uh, since right near the start of the show. And it's going to be a really cool way, I think, for our community to learn a bit more about us at the same time. Let me just say, if you thought Avengers Endgame was the most ambitious crossover of all time, hold on to your butts. (laughs) Because next week, we are coming at you with the 99 Questions crossover pod. That's right. (laughs) So 99 Questions is a podcast where a friend of ours, host Bob Buell, asks guests the same list of 99 questions. He's had lots of really well-known folks on there, uh, along with some complete strangers. That chat roulette episode was really something. (laughs) It's incredible. Uh, So Bob is going to be joining me as co-host, and we'll be drafting and answering questions that he uses from his list on his show. Um, So we'll have have 20 questions instead of uh, 99, but... Each of us will be giving an answer, so we'll get a little bit more insight to uh, us and a little bit more insight into Bob, the mysterious host of 99 Wait, Questions. So, you, so you're saying next week's episode is we're playing 20 Pretty questions? much, yeah, and it's going to be released on both streams. It'll be on our stream. It'll also be on Bob's 99 Questions stream, so everyone gets to listen to it twice. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. So Rob, got any plugs for us before we take off? Uh, just the same as usual, it uh, will become more important next month. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Raven Name Rook. Uh, next month is Extra Life. We are raising money for the children. Um, I'm going to be, uh, more details will be come to follow, but yeah, just the Twitch channel and keep an ear out for Excellent. Extra Travis. Uh, if you like Hades, uh, I'm gonna be working on a 24-hour stream of Hades uh, for Extra Life next month. So uh, stay tuned for details on that. Awesome. What's the channel? Uh, it's probably J. Walter Weatherman with only E's in the Weatherman. Yeah, and we can try to host that through the DraftPunks channel too. Mm-hmm. I can host that. Yeah. On my channel so as well. so yeah. check us out on on Twitter, or Twitch at Real Draft Punks. Um, like us, subscribe to us, write a short review, rate us if you can. Wait, Dory and Dory, I'm, you I, was, I was about to ask her. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Look at the show <laughs> <yeah>. notes. <laughs> Read the story. I just you, you normally <laughs> and, know. Less. And Dory, finally, what would you like to plug for us? 
yeah, um, so I'm a part of, uh, this is kind of mentioned earlier in the show, but I am part of a podcast called PS Premiere. Um, we record every Friday about the latest PlayStation news. Um, we are not just Sony ponies, though. We do, in fact, critique uh, Sony. I know it's wild that you can be a fan of something and criticize it. Amazing. <laughs> Um, besides that, I'm very excited to announce that I am going to enter the brave world of streaming myself pretty soon. Um, nice. I will be, uh, this is the biggest audience I think I'm ever going to get. So I might as well make that <laughs> announcement here. Um, get those clicks and views. Absolutely. Um, I am going to be streaming resident evil seven for the first time. I've never played it before. Nice. Um, I'm not playing it in VR. unlike captain stuff because <laughs> I am not a madman or a man at all, <laughs> but I do not want to lose my sanity. Um, I will be streaming with my partner too. She will be there along for the ride. She'll mostly be in the background, but she'll chime in when she wants. And uh, I That's will awesome. probably uh, be really scared and yell a lot. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the, We wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> yeah. So um, you can find that at uh, on twitch.com slash declare and Claire is spelled uh, in a French way. C L E Y R E one nine two. And I will hopefully be streaming on Saturday around uh, six, but we'll see. Excellent. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you. And thank you for coming on. This was a lot of fun. This was yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I'm we so couldn't... glad I finally got to like get this off my chest of just screaming about Dusa for, <laughs> uh, I don't know, two hours. Uh, well, I, I also couldn't think, uh, could not have thought of a better person to join us with this conversation given like, this game when it landed you were completely like really unaware of it and just immediately became enthralled and loved it yeah i i have so much great to say on it. i'm the perfect like success story for because if uh, i like i said i hate starting over and but this game makes it so rewarding and interesting and exciting to die. And like, I've never said that about a video. I don't think I've ever said that about a video game before. It rewards you for death. Even, yeah. so good. even for even like, you know, even my most favorite games of all time, uh, dying is a pain. You know, I've, I've cried in agony of dying in, in certain fights in kingdom hearts, but like, I almost never got mad at Hades. I think I can count on one hand in the 40 hours I played where I actually got frustrated and I was never mad at myself. I was always, or never mad at the game. I always knew it was an error on my part, or I got too greedy, or whatever. Um, so, mm-hmm. th- yeah. Uh, if you, if you, game if, of the year. If it's not clear, well, you know, there are other games, but um, you know, it's definitely in the top five for me right now. Absolutely. Excellent. Uh, and that's a good way to to finish it off, I think. Here, so be sure to cast your votes throughout the week. Tell us who had the best team, because next week your winner has the honor of first choice in our ninety nine questions draft. So. Rob, one more time, send us back to the House of Hades. There is no escape, but be happy, be healthy, and most importantly, be kind to each other. And pet the dog!
Hey there, folks. Travis had a few more thoughts on a character that appears late in the game that he wanted to talk about, mentioned earlier in his draft. So what follows is going to be a spoiler alert if you have not cleared the game 10 times uh, and rolled credits on it. So just be aware and stop listening if you don't want to be spoiled on that and come back to it when you have. Thanks. Bye. One of my top reasons for picking her is the dress that she gets yeah yes. she comes yes. back to the underworld uh. <laughs> it is so styling like it's got the chthonic skull it's like the whole motif it fits the underworld so perfectly but it also fits her character also opens the garden with these pomegranate trees and so you mm. like kind of get the impression that the pomegranates that you find throughout there are like Plus the keep away from these trees or something. Uh, yeah, it's her keepsake. That's the palm mm. blossom. That's a that's a random palm. Uh, yeah. Every few encounters, uh, and she... just like the that they were able to to uh, fulfill the promise of. of I, I wish I had looked up how many runs uh, it took me um, for my first one, uh, but to like make it worth all of it like really feel worth all of it uh just just like it feels like a really incredible achievement uh and yeah once again let me just say the music in the garden is the best that's yeah. the music the I whole at the contractor and play at the house all the, time. <laughs> the second you get out and see that sunrise and then Ooh. go into go into Greece into that garden. It's just magical, and I I was really conflicted with putting her first because she was the first one that came to my mind. Um, but I had to go with uh, with Good Boy. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting because with these roguelikes and roguelites, it's definitely more about the journey than the destination. But they really they set up this story so much and the payoff when you get there, it's one of those things where you worry that it's not going to have been <laughs> worth it. And then it just, it surpasses like highest expectations mm -hmm. when you get to the end of the game, the first time all the way through, you know, the 10th time when you finally roll credits on the game, it's just, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. So that's a great pick, Travis. Good job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We should maybe cut that part of that and put it in the spoiler section and, put a part in here that says 